Hello and welcome again, listeners. Welcome, one and all, to Edgeguard. My name is Blake. I'm joined, as always, by my buddy, Jordan. What's up, Jordan? Not much. What's up with you, Blake? I, I played a video game, Jordan. Oh, yeah? Uh, what game is that? PUBG? I actually didn't. Did I, you play uh, Breath of the Wild? We're not, we're not doing this bit any longer. <laughs> I played Florence, Jordan. Oh, nice. Uh, that's an interesting coincidence. I played that same game this week. Well, would you like to have a conversation about it? <laughs> I would. I actually, even if this was not a stupid bit, I would like to have a conversation about that game because it was very interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was it was like one of the more interesting games we played. I thought it was very inventive. Yeah, I did, I did um, too. Uh, but before we we get uh, too deep into talking about Florence, I want to talk about the people that made Florence. I'm talking about oh. the development studio known as mountains which is a, mm-hmm. a good ass name for a studio just like mountains who made this was it uh, paramount no it was mountains uh but mountains is comprised of ken wong uh kamina vincent sam crisp and tony kakaluzzi i didn't realize that he was gonna have a a, a tougher to pronounce name until i got to it however <laughs> Um, it's a small four-man team, but and I, I want to shout out uh, before we get too far in, and I forget the music is by uh, Kevin Pinkin because I think music is a very uh, important part of this game. Yeah, it is. And with that, let's get cracking. All right. Well, it might be useful to give a brief um, description of what this game is. So mm-hmm. basically, um. It is a kind of like interactive story game that you play on your iPhone or um, other mobile device. I'm sure it's is that true? It's okay, probably yeah. on Android. It's got to be. Yeah. Uh, but you play on your mobile device, and it um, has a series of uh, pretty straightforward interactive. Some of them are kind of puzzles. Most of them are just kind of like little interactive mini games. Um, I think I heard or read somewhere. Maybe you told me this, but it's like. Uh, WarioWare as a story game or something like that, which I thought was a clever way of describing that's, it. That's one way I've heard people describe it, which I actually having played It's not it, totally fair. Yeah, exactly. But it is like little mini games that tell, each one tells a little bit of the story about this uh, 25-year-old girl named Florence. Woman. I might pr- 25-year-old woman named Florence Thank Yo. You. I might pr- Yo. miss her, her Yo. name. Yo. I don't know. Florence. Um, Y-E-A-O-Y-E-O-H. Yo. Uh, and her um, uh, encounter and relationship with this uh, guy. And they... Well, I won't tell you what happens because I'm going to give you a brief moment to turn the podcast off if you haven't played it yet. Because spoilers will be coming Yes. Then uh, this is a game. The rest where of this, the rest of this podcast episode, we will describe the ending. Uh, which I mean, this is a very like narrative heavy game, yeah. so spoilers yeah. will be unfortunate. And so. uh, it's a very good game. You should play it. Yeah, absolutely. You should turn the podcast off. Now so I just checked. It. It's only on iOS, not Android. Rip Android users. Yeah, I assume uh, it bummer. might be at some point. But anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's three bucks. It's a, one of them games that costs money. I will say worth the price of admission. It'll take you yeah, totally. about uh, 30 or 40 minutes to play, probably. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's very enjoyable. Had a, a lot of fresh ideas and uh, excellent execution. So before we yeah. like tell you everything that happens, please, please 
please, why? Please Go play, play the it. game, please. Yes. Um, but with that, let's uh, let's let's get to it. So, this game is like largely it's kind of like a a coming of age story, right? I guess it's not coming of age in the tra- tra- traditional sense because normally coming of age would be like a teen movie where they're becoming an adult, but it's more like a person who's already adult but is like figuring out how to be better at being an adult i guess yeah um well i mean it for most of the game it doesn't seem like it it just seems like it's going to be about like the narrative is a romance right like which it's not really about her personally but then uh you know we're in spoiler territory now but uh it it turns out to really be about her like development as a person mm -hmm. um largely you know by means of this uh relationship that took up a big part of her life but um, and I've crap. I forgot. What's the name of the guy? Krish. 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 That's right. Krish. Krish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know where exactly to start with this game. Cause it's, um, I don't know. It's a little bit interesting. So it starts with like your first day as, uh, as Florence and you kind of, she wakes up and you or actually it starts with an alarm clock buzzing and then you have to like tap it to shut it off and then it flashes to the alarm clock going off again five minutes later and you tap it off again and then it cuts Mm -hmm. to like you're brushing her teeth and you have to like move the little toothbrush around yeah there's a little progress bar you got to move the toothbrush back and forth yeah and then she goes to uh work and it's like oh actually i guess she's on the bus and you have to like go through like an Instagram stand in and like decide, well, I guess it's like maybe closer to Twitter. You know, you can either like heart or like what looks like retweet. Uh, yeah, but I wasn't sure if that was retweet or if it was supposed to just be like, go to the next one. Cause it's, uh, oh, maybe you know, it's not a, it looks a lot like, it looks exactly like the retweet thing though. So my assumption well, is it like, does, but it's like you either are like, we're, we're not trying to get them uh, sued by Twitter. So it's not Listen, a fuck Twitter. No, okay. <laughs> mountains has got no, it. I'm they're totally, called, they're called I'm mountains. Totally what can't they do? Yeah, no, that's, well, unfortunately, uh, use intellectual property. It's patented, <laughs> um, unfortunately. But but anyway, copyrighted. so then you, uh, you like, Florence, I guess, I keep saying you, but as the player, the player as Florence gets to work, and uh, I think the what you do is kind of a stand-in for, like, data entry, which I feel like is one of the, um, one of, like, the most ubiquitous, like soul crushing adult jobs is uh yeah just data entry (laughs) yeah it sucks i've done it (laughs) have you really yeah well i mean so when i worked for the university i had a lot of data entry that i had to do but Mm. one summer between um (laughs) this is a tangent but i guess i'll just finish the story uh (laughs) one summer between high school and college actually no it was one summer when i was coming home from college uh, my summer job was I worked for the school system and I like the public school system and I had to go to all these different schools, uh, go through all their textbooks, put barcodes on all the textbooks, uh, scan all the barcodes and then enter them into <laughs> the data. I'm glad the, you like data system for the public school system. It was so tedious. I'm I'm glad you you went through all that uh, is very pertinent to the game. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> kidding. But, but well, I mean, well, you know, but I mean, it's a, it's a, uh, I mean, I think it's a, a worthy, worthwhile to say because I mean, 
I think the whole point is that Florence is like kind of not very happy with her current life situation. She's kind of like yeah. going, going through, through the, motions. the motions. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Which I mean, is kind of an, uh, I feel like the, the mini games do a really good job of like, uh, capturing that because just kind of like so many of the first games you play, it's like pretty much just a tedious move your finger back and forth motion, you know, like you brush yeah. the T mm-hmm. you swipe through stuff. So I think it expresses that feeling of being at a dead end pretty well. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that this game does like amazingly is, uh, expressing, uh, like feelings or ideas through like the little mechanics of the little different mini games because I mean, it's this game is like full of like bespoke little mechanics and interactions that, uh, at first, sometimes at first you're like, like that one, you're just like going through the motions, but you don't even think about the fact that like, Oh, the fact that I'm going through the motions for this mechanic is what it's supposed to convey that I'm just like mindlessly Mm -hmm. doing it. And uh, we'll talk about some later on. I have a particular one that's like my my favorite. I, every time it happened, I just is like, it the is it the kiss. text bubble? Yes, we'll talk ah, about. Dude, that was my favorite one too. That one was so good. Okay, well we can we can we'll talk about that soon because I think like there's a little bit of intro to the game first before you like really get to the meat part mm. where like uh, you, the characters. The meat cute. I actually I meant like the meat as in like the the bo- the meat on the bones of the oh, game. Oh, not when she meets Chris. However, okay. I do think there is a a pretty profound meat cute in this game. Yeah, no, it is absolutely. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so you go through her sort of first day, and you're kind of like boring, going through the motions, and then on the next day, you kind of like uh, your or she finds this little box of like childhood keepsakes and. Uh, she's like flashing back to different moments. And like one of the moments is her like painting or drawing as a child, um, these little pictures. And she's like all excited about it. And then, uh, there's, there's one that I, I really liked one of the little, so I guess it's not, if I didn't make it clear, you're like placing colors, colorful shapes on like these sort of outlines of stuff. So you're sort of like putting in the, um, you're sort of acting like your Florence, you know, painting, these little things. And then um, as a kid, as a kid. And then there's a really uh, like kind of heart wrenching one where there's like a picture of Florence as like a little child. And then she's like got two of her two best friends on either side and they've all like got their arms around each other. And then a little clock appears below it. And you just kind of like turn the clock around using your finger. You Mm -hmm. just kind of like go in a circle and then like the, the friends like slowly drift outward and then like Uh, they age up and then, Dude, it, it I that was like what the first moment when I was like, "Oh, this is like using a little like a, a simple interaction to uh make something that is like universally understandable, which is like time is moving on, people are drifting apart." It's just like, "Oh." Yeah. That's when I was And like, I mean, that's um one of the interesting things that like the fact that it's interactive um like does that would not be the case if this were like simply uh, like, I don't know, a graphic novel or a short cartoon, um, which it also kind of feels like, mm-hmm. is uh, you you are making the, like, melancholic thing happen in a way. Like, you mm-hmm. have to physically move the clock forward. And, like, that one, I mean, it's just kind of, like, a tiny bit me- melancholic. But later on, when her and Krisha's relationship starts to, like, crumble, mm-hmm. in order to progress through the game, you have to, like, 
do the mechanic that sure. makes them yeah. like, leave each other, and it's I s- quite sad. I specifically <laughs> felt that when you're like doing the part where you're putting the like little speech bubbles together really fast, and it like is tipping the scale. It's like it's you're just like brute forcing doing it as fast as possible to just try and get the most words out to like win the argument. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> and that works really well because I I immediately um, like when you're putting the text bubbles. Uh, like in to, I mean, it's obviously you're having an argument mm. and the second you realize you're having an argument and that like you need to just do it faster, mm. it like turns on a competitive switch in your brain and yeah. you're like, oh, go, 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 go. Yeah, I have to go. And I have to make these people break up faster. Like and then it's like, it's way. like, it's turned, it's like put you in the, in a very simple version of the headspace that she's in. Like, yeah. Like where you just, you just want to win oh. even though it's destroying your relationship. Oh, absolutely. Um, but uh, so after this sort of like flashback where she's like remembering her childhood memories, um, then the next scene is, uh, I love this one. So she's like walking down the street and her phone dies. And then, uh, so she like, she was listening to music and the, the little vignette, I think, uh, so this game is made up of like 20 little vignettes of just like different moments of her life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was what, what this was one of my six favorites. Acts, three, three parts per act. Yeah. Um, but so like she takes out her headphones cause her phone just died and then she like starts picking up this music and then, uh, like you have to like tap the little notes uh, that she's like hearing and they, as you're getting closer and then she starts like floating and like flying onto the music and, uh, the music in this game is absolutely beautiful. It is, uh, mm. it's really good. That's why I wanted to make sure that I shouted out, uh, what was it? Kevin Rankin. Yeah. Uh, before we before we got too far away because I, uh, I absolutely loved the music in this game and I thought it was like really, um, mm. important to, uh, making the game like resonate with me. Uh, did you find that to mm. be the case? It doesn't, it sounds like you're kind of su- um, surprised. Well, I, I didn't like the, the music didn't like register for me. It sounds like as much as it did for you. Mm. I, I mean, I was definitely like, uh, thinking back on it, it was quite pleasant and I think it did a very good job of, um, uh, like meshing with both the mechanics and the narrative, but mm. it, it, it didn't really like register in my conscious mind. Mm. Uh, well, anyway, this uh, this scene I absolutely love, where she's like floating along to the music, and it's just like beautiful, and it swells, and then uh, you see that it's like a, a busker, a guy like playing a cello in the street, uh, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, and then that ends up being Krish. That there's the whole like meet cute situation that's with. where she develops a crush on krish <laughs> that was a nothing that was a nothing thing you shouldn't have brought attention to that you've embarrassed yourself now <laughs> no no it was good are you was happy good. about what you've done i am i am i'm gonna call him crush for the rest of this conversation oh my god i'm gonna turn this off <laughs> um, um one thing that actually just occurred to me about the music is i so i was playing the game with katie oh, uh wow. Shout out to Katie. Katie is and, Jordan's uh, girlfriend for uh, yes, most you know, of pretty and, much everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I feel like we mentioned her on the podcast once before. Yeah, we did, and we didn't address but, it then. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> anyways, Katie is my girlfriend. And um, uh, so I didn't wear headphones because we were playing it together, so mm. we needed the sound to be playing. And that might have been a mistake because at the beginning it's like, we recommend headphones. Yeah. So I don't know if that was, if that was not the right move. Yeah, I mean, I think... It's 
just one of those things where like on a, a mobile phone that they expect that some people might like try and play it on a train or something and they want people to be listening to the music because sure. as I said the music is important and I mean uh, I guess I'll just talk about this now since we're talking about the vignette that was literally called music but um, this game uh, like oh, yeah. I don't know if you noticed but uh, musically uh, the two like principal characters are uh, represented obviously Krish is represented by cello but Florence is represented by piano, so when she's first oh, by herself, shit. I did not notice that. All the like most prominent melodies are piano melodies, and they have other instruments in the background. Oh. And then when they're together, then like the cello starts coming in, and then as they fade apart, and like there's there are parts where like literally what Chris is doing is like as he talks, like the cello like does like some violent. Oh, it's so good. There's a oh, I think I that's even... technically would be considered light motif, but this. Uh, uh, this this uh, score definitely like makes solid use of uh, light motif and like character themes and oh it's it's very good. Um, oh, I th- see that did not even like occur to me. I'm music's not something I'm uh, I'd, like. <laughs> I'm not literate in music. Yeah. I don't even yeah. like. Yeah, that's, think about that's that. fine. Uh, I just wanted to shout it out because I thought it was great, and I'm actually yeah, that's really cool. I'm very sad because I can't find the the like OST anywhere. I couldn't find it on. I couldn't even find it on YouTube, and that's a lawless land of OSTs. I so, mean, it just came out like yeah. what two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm hoping that since uh, it's gotten like a pretty good amount of positive buzz, that they're like, all right, we're gonna put out the soundtrack. Oh, it's now. got a ton of positive buzz. It's got like a bajillion reviews, and I've seen like. Like Polygon did like three stories on it. Yeah, yeah, it's because it's very good. Um, and then there's one other thing. Oh, I'm trying to think of. I wanna I wanna talk about this lesson, like describing what is happening in the game. I feel like I'm doing that a little bit too much. <laughs> so, yeah. um, do you do you want to talk about the about the speech bubbles? Okay, yeah. So the speech bubble mechanic, which was my favorite mechanic, mine too, is um, when you, you go on your first date with Krish, um, you. Uh, there's like these little uh, speech bubbles at the bottom of your screen, and then the the picture of Krish and uh, Florence at the top. And the speech bubbles are like broken up into little puzzle pieces. Um, and it starts with I don't know, like six or eight or something puzzle pieces. And basically, Krish says something, and there is no actual text. Uh, just a, like an empty speech bubble appears. In fact, there's, there's barely any character. text in the whole game. There's like a handful of yeah. parts where there is text. There's no dialogue. Um, from the characters and then sometimes there's text on like uh like on stuff in the world well, there's, like if there's you're like kind of dialogue when you uh talk to your mom talk to her mom yeah that's right when you talk to your mom there is yeah. but, but anyway didn't want to none of, you. go ahead anyway so the little puzzle pieces you you put them together and then that's what you say and then i didn't actually notice this uh until katie pointed it out mm. so good job katie uh that the um i mean it was pretty early in the mini game that we noticed mm-hmm. but like the number of puzzle pieces per uh, speech bubble steadily decreases. So it starts with six or eight, I forget, and then it goes down to like uh, four and then three and then two. Um, or maybe it stops at three. But it, the idea is that like no, it you finally, know, it's getting easier. Yeah, it goes down to two. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, so it's getting easier and easier to talk to each other um, because it's easier and easier for you to fit the puzzle pieces together. And I thought that was great. I thought that was a really thoughtful use of like mechanic expressing a feeling like the feeling of trying to literally put your words together yes. like construct them thought. into place construct a thought and you're like building then, around what they're saying to try and like 
while they're talking, yes. you're like thinking about, okay, like how am I going to respond to this? What's the best way to like yes. put myself forward? Yeah. I thought that was like, uh, and then just got, e- and it gets easier the more you hang out with them. And yeah, then, absolutely. And then, yeah. so like this, all this mechanic escalates. I mean, it's over the course of like a couple minutes, but just like they're supposed to be going on their first couple of dates. So on the first date, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, a more convoluted little puzzle and then finally by like the third date it's really simple and then they have their little yep. like first kiss and it's a very sweet little moment it is sweet um, uh, but this game is very uh well i mean the first the first half to two thirds is like quite charming mm-hmm. and then the the last third is ah, heartbreaking yeah so um the other thing i wanted to talk about so i think the thing that I like so much about the the speech bubbles is, like you said, it it communicates so well, like what how talking to a person works in the early stages, and how at least to me, I can tell when I'm like interested in someone romantically is when uh, the talking to them becomes easier and it just yeah. like becomes a thing. Once you're, you're not at the two, about. the the two the two piece, yes, speech exactly. bubble, <laughs> and and then as the as the game progresses on. Uh, they, the the thing, uh, another thing the game does so well is it brings back these little like mechanics or like quote unquote mini games that have were used earlier in the game, and uh, a lot of times it kind of like reverses them or sort of uh, adds on to them. Yeah. yeah. So so with the speech bubbles later on when when Christian Florence are starting to have uh, problems, then they start the puzzle pieces started getting more complicated again. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was like, oh, that's great. And then, even better, once they start getting into a fight, the shape of the pieces, so initially they kind of, uh, so the they're, you're building a little speech bubble that is like ovoid, it's just an oval, uh, and then it's mm-hmm. made up of multiple pieces that just have like little round nubs on them or little round indents. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, when the characters are arguing, at first, they'll, they'll start to become square, so rather than being uh, like the a uh, little circular indents to where the pieces connect. It becomes little squares and then it eventually becomes mm-hmm. like pointed sharp. And, pointed, yeah. uh, it's like, yeah, because they're angry, they're mad at each other. And the, the more upset with each other they get, the more angular, the, the pieces of the puzzle get. And I thought it's just such a like great way to convey, like without any words, how these people are upset with each other. Mm-hmm. And the thing, yeah, one of the things I like really so well. much about it is that it's, uh, this game, it's just like, it feels like the thing they always people always say about um, movies where they're like, well, it's a movie, so don't say it, show it. And it's like, well... Show, don't tell. Yeah, yeah exactly. And like, oh, it's a game, so convey ideas with mechanics instead of with more traditional, uh, you know, yeah. sort of means. Because I think with video games, the tendency since, in many ways, they encompass uh, other mediums like video games most traditional video games like have just movies in them because cutscenes it's like between action it's just like all right now here's a little five minute movie and we're Mm -hmm. using all the tools that a movie would use exactly whereas Mm -hmm. something like florence well not even most of the time not even using all the tools a movie we're using a similar (laughs) set of tools maybe not to the full extent but that sort of depends (laughs) on the game but then with this game you're getting specifically using mechanics to uh enhance the themes and ideas and obviously there's like visual representations i think it plays a little bit more like a like a comic book in many in yeah, many most places because it's a little bit there's less motion to it um mm-hmm. but 
yeah, it's so good. The little the little speech bubbles. Ugh. Yeah, Stroke and of genius. The, the, I thought the speech bubbles were really smart. I mean, most of the mechanics. A lot of times when games try to use, you know, mechanics as uh, a message or a metaphor, it can be really like um it can feel really contrived mm-hmm. and i felt like there was a smoothness and a subtlety to the yes mechanics of storytelling here that you don't often see in like explicitly narrative focused games sure. so I, was, I really liked that yeah it does a really good job of like sometimes you're you're not even noticing and i think that it often yeah. I, I talked a little bit earlier about how uh mechanics will like be reintroduced and sort of either have like a reverse effect than they did the first time or just sort yeah. of well let's give an example so yeah. for example when you move in together mm-hmm. uh you have to go uh it goes from left to right and you go through all of your stuff and you have to um uh like there's not enough room on florence's shelves so you have to take some of her stuff off put it into storage and then put some of his stuff onto the shelves and it's like a little mini game of like deciding how you want to arrange their house mm-hmm. and then when he moves out Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it moves right to left. Uh, yes, you um, and move then back through in the opposite direction. Backwards in the opposite direction, and then use it's you know it's set up how you. D- um, I don't know if it keeps all the stuff you did because I noticed no, there was some doesn't. stuff that we hadn't done. Yeah, it definitely was doesn't. up there. Okay, I'd be curious to know if it keeps like some of the stuff you did, but not all of it. I'm not sure. Mm. Anyways, you have to take his stuff and uh, well, some stuff you don't recognize, so you just have to pack stuff up. Um, and undo what you had done, basically. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that you are like personally having to like undo, you know, in a minimally physical way what you had already done, I think adds a like certain poignancy to their absolutely. Breakup. And I, I another example of uh, how the game d- does this that like gutted me a little bit was so it's so sort gutted. of after the the first. Uh, like first date parts where they're like getting to know each other. It's after they're like a couple, but uh, Chris, uh, Chris is sort of like explaining to her his passion for playing the cello and how he wants to be like a concert cello. So it's like in the little in the mm-hmm. corner of the screen, it'll have the two of them talking, and then he's got like a thought bubble above his head, and you have to like paint you like paint over it with your finger to reveal like him uh, like playing in like a concert hall his cello. Uh, and then later on in the game as, uh, and you do this, you do this several times. Like he sort of is laying out his like future and what he wants to do. And there's like a moment where Florence is trying to figure out like, Oh, well I don't really have like passions like that. But anyway, later on in the game as like tensions between them are starting to increase, uh, there's a moment where he's been accepted into like a, uh, music school and he's sitting there in school, like playing his cello and you have to like paint back over his Mm -hmm. like vision of him being like really happy playing the cello and it's him being like really frustrated and like with a gray background instead of a yellow instead of like the bright like vibrant yellow which is another thing we haven't talked about color in this game but this game uh has a lot of fun with color and like associating colors with specific characters and uh, ideas but yeah man that, that like painting back over that one was just like ugh. and then of course the when the when the clock gets reintroduced that's like oh yeah savage <laughs> yeah you have to make time pass even though you don't want it to you're like damn it yeah it's like the same thing where you're you're turning the little clock and then florence and chris mm-hmm. are just floating away actually from the, the moment when it's like most that it, 
well, not the moment. There's so many good moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the moments that I it really like did a good job of expressing mechanically the feeling of like loss mm-hmm. for me was uh, there's a picture of um, Florence and uh, Krish. Krish together that has been torn into pieces and you have to reassemble it. But as you reassemble it, the pieces slowly drift oh apart, God, even dude. though you're trying to reassemble it. And so it's like you're frantically trying to put them there, but they just won't hold oh. still. They're dri- they're drifting apart, uh, yeah. even though you don't want them to. And it's like, no, dude, that one was damn you. That that one's up there with the 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 speech bubbles. That one was so good because at first I'm like, oh, I've got to yeah. put it back together, and then like they, I realize they're slowly drifting apart, and I'm just like, fuck, just like <laughs> real life. uh oh man this game and i feel like this game has a lot of like little moments like that like here's even another one um you so after it's sort of been established that like uh christian florence are dating and i think they've moved in together at this point then it does another thing yeah they they have moved in together because it does another thing where it basically like starts the day like at the very beginning of the game oh, yeah but she wakes this. up at the first alarm clock and then she's brushing her teeth and Chris is the in, colors are brighter yeah yeah and Chris is in there brushing his teeth too and then they like eat breakfast together and she goes to work and instead of having to like tap through the little mini game to do uh the data entry it just sort of it fills out automatically and you just move on yeah. and i and it's it's, it's just like effortless it's, life feels effortless exactly like it's such a like this game has so many moments where you're just like oh like here's a way like mechanically in a way that only something interactive like a game could do i'm like conveying this theme it's just like fuck man why aren't people making games like this i know <laughs> Ugh. and it's just like the the like the I mean, not all of the mechanics are equally successful, but mm-hmm. like so many of them are, and like usually, like games like that, they try to use like a mechanic in such a like explicitly like narr- narrative way. Mm-hmm. It like a lot of times it falls flat, but just like so many of them just really work. Yeah, in in this game. Yeah, and I, like, and I, th- I think I was very impressed. I think something that makes it work so well is rather than what I feel like a lot of narr- narrative games try to do, which is that they like try and make one really robust like narrative mechanic like i guess i'm like first being drawn to like mass effect where you're like you know picking text options or something i don't think that's like a really particularly good example but i feel like generally Mm -hmm. the inclination is like all right so for the narrative part of this game we're going to build this like specific narrative mechanic that's going to make it better whereas this game just kind of by its very nature it knows when to employ a like i mean i think the first thing is that they're like tiny little small interactions second thing is a lot of them are like very bespoke for specific situations and many of them only appear once and the third Mm -hmm. thing is that they employ them uh, a second or repeat times very like tactically it feels like like it feels like very well like they they knew that if they were going to use a little mini game again they had to use it in a way that was uh, effective and made you think about why they're using it again and i think they do that very successfully mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um yeah it's like amazing in like the like like so much of this game you can just like feel the thought that went into mm-hmm. the design decisions without them feeling like like the designers are beating you over the head with their yeah their it's perfect balance yeah and I, I think i think you and i like obviously 
for this podcast, what we are doing is like thinking about, all right, now how did that interaction make me feel? But I think like the standard, like layman player that's playing it, it's just like letting themselves feel it and getting pulled into it. And I think that's why this felt so much to me, like, uh, sort of the, the argument people have about, uh, show don't tell with film is because most people don't know like the, um, the sort of, ideas behind yeah they don't well and yeah and it's not even that they don't think about it it's that the reason that filmmaking exists the way it does and that you're you know framing things a certain way and doing this and that is because it's an inherently visual medium and it's a visual language that you understand simply by seeing it and for most people it's like it's a subconscious thing you're like you're just seeing it and it's like you're not considering it it's just happening in front of you and it makes you feel a certain way and this is I don't want to say it's the only game, but it's one of the first games that has made me like feel like that is happening because of a gameplay mechanic, right? Of just like, yeah. if I wasn't thinking super specifically about this, like when I watch a movie, I'm like thinking about framing, but uh, before I knew anything about how movies were made or how much thought goes into them, I was just watching them and feeling emo- like I was being led subconsciously uh, through the emotions of the movie and uh, I think that this game does with mechanics a similar thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems right. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, in in a certain sense, all games like are quite conscious, like are quite self conscious about the kinds of things they want you to feel. Mm-hmm. If you just like, if you just like define feeling in the most like capacious sense like so a game wants you to feel like you're having fun or feel like Mm -hmm. you are satisfied or feel like you are frustrated and then satisfied Mm -hmm. or if it's a vindictive game just feel like you're frustrated yeah but i mean uh stuff like that but this this game really like expands the range of emotions that can be expressed mechanically Mm -hmm. um yeah i i I mean i can like i'm just gonna say this i can see this game being like a touch point of inspiration for like designers. Like this seems like the kind of game that people will play mm. who design games and like yeah. think about it when they design games um, in the future. What I'm, what I'm very curious to see is I feel like this could has the potential to be, I mean, obviously I don't want to speak too soon, but I feel like this has the potential <laughs> to be what walk or what gone home was for walking simulators. And people are going to come up with a chintzy name, uh, you know, the, the haters out there are going to come up with a chintzy name for like, oh, it's just a, a filio wear or something, you know? <laughs> filio wear! Oh, you heard it. You heard it here first, folks. Genre co- name coined. There you go. Filio wear. Filio wear. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dude, that actually has. I mean, th- that actually kind of fits the walking simulator template pretty well because it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, it sounds a little bit pejorative, even though I know you are not. Yes. You wouldn't be pejorative because yeah. it sounds like you love this game. I'm, I'm actually but, glad uh, that I didn't come up with that beforehand. <laughs> that was that was an on the spot, but but it just seems like the kind of thing where like certain people would be like, oh well, like you don't even do anything. It's just little mini games, and then you watch an animated movie while it happens, and it's like, yeah. No. But anyway, I could I could see this sort of being the Gone Home equivalent, where it's like the first like really successful and broadly. Um, I was like, I guess popular, um, mm-hmm. game to, to sort of do all these things. Uh, and so I could definitely sort of see it being like, like you said, yeah. like the inspiration. If, if that, for I would be very happy if that happened. Yeah. If, 
I, I honestly, I hope that does happen. And honestly, I think that you could even take these sort of little mini game mechanics and you could build it into another game. Like rather than just, just having like, okay, I go, uh, fight some bad guys. And then instead of having me just like, I don't know, sit and watch a cutscene, maybe in, in, in introduce some of these like little mechanics of like interacting with, I don't know. I mean, like, I think that it's doing things that not a lot of games do and it's introducing mm-hmm. a lot of like f- f- ideas that I think are pretty fresh. So I'm excited to see like yeah. how it, it it has the potential to like impact sort of games in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. Okay. So one question mm-hmm. uh, I had for you is, what did you think of the ending? Um. First, I want to ask you in just like the, just like impression sense like did you did the ending feel like satisfying to you as a conclusion i mean if if there's one thing i have to say about this game is that it, it feels uh a little bit cliche like just straight up narratively like you can kind of see it coming like you know she's not just gonna like be happy with the guy forever uh yeah and then it ends i think it ends like a little bit too sweet for my taste i'm a i'm a person that uh this is kind of fucked up but i like i really like when movies end on a bummer and it it always bums me out when people are like when people are like oh that movie just ended it was such a drag like i liked it all the way to the end and then it was like so sad and i'm like dude that's some of the best endings like one of my favorite movies is uh drive have you seen that yeah totally yeah so at the end didn't i watch it with you no i didn't you might have i try and make people watch it i don't think i did that but yeah at the end of the movie but you are the one who made me watch it. yeah at the end of the movie the main character is like driving off uh from the person he loves to protect them it's just like oh it's so impactful it's like sometimes you just need that that down ending to really get you i mean empire strikes back am i right uh so i was a little bit i was a little bit uh like kind of like oh when she's your example That's like a that's like a uh, you know very popular movie that was polarizing See, at the, the time. The, I feel like that it, although it does have a little bit of a downer ending, yeah. I feel like it has a a different like a texture of downer ending than what you're describing. Yeah, it does. Of like, you're you're not wrong. Like the the kind you're describing in like Drive is like Finality. a kind of like yeah, it's got a feeling of like it's like paradoxically pleasurable finality, uh, even though it's like unpleasurable sadness, yes. and it's like this really deep weird emotion of like uh like both positive and negative yes. at the same time it's the kind of ending uh, and that that is like mm, chef kiss yeah. but uh i feel like ember strikes back while i do like that movie quite a lot it's more just like like oh what's gonna happen next yeah it's that's true since, since it's the the second in what everyone knew was going to be a trilogy it's kind of like all right well we're gonna find out what happens next but um <laughs> but anyway so yeah uh, sure. how did you feel about the ending of of this game Okay, so here was my thought about the ending. I um I didn't feel like the So sure I I didn't think it would have made sense for them to just have a like you know, starry-eyed perfect relationship. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like there was enough in the narrative uh to uh sell the um the positive ending at the way it was like, I'm not necessarily opposed to being, you know, a mm-hmm. quote unquote happy ending, but I felt like the, the narrative hadn't done enough up to that point of developing Florence as a, 
um, like developing her desires independent mm-hmm. of Krish. Mm-hmm. Like obviously she's into painting and it ends with her, you know, having a successful, like, I don't know. It's like Etsy, I guess Sure, a successful Etsy or whatever. Um, but it's like her painting was such a non, non issue for so much of the story mm-hmm. that once the, like the thing driving the story goes away, Krish, yeah. uh, it, it's sort of like, it didn't feel like there was enough there to make the, the new direction that it went quite work for me. And I'm saying this as someone who really liked this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it, it just like the the ending took a kind of like twist in a way that I don't know that it it quite uh, had built up to a way that was satisfactory for me. Yeah, and I th- I think a lot of what this game is like, well, at least for me, what it was trying to say is that like, okay, so she was this person who was. It's kind of implied early on that she's kind of lonely when you have that conversation with her mom over the phone and just be like, no, right. mom, don't find me a boyfriend. No, don't find me a boyfriend. <laughs> uh, and then she finds someone to date. And honestly, it seems like she kind of like gloms onto him in a big way. Like, and she's just so excited about his passions. And then he tries to get excited. Yeah. About her I passions. noticed like, that he because buys her the paints. And, but that's the only thing he does mm-hmm. because she like, she forces him to apply for mm-hmm. music school. She, I mean, she does more for his, mm-hmm. and this is part of my, like my qualm with it is like, mm-hmm. we've seen so much of the game was built around like, them developing their relationship mm. that when it like goes in another direction, it almost feels like it came out of nowhere. Cause like oh, interesting. she, she did so much like work, not, not, not work, but she made such an effort to like help him out with his cello uh, that we didn't actually see much of her doing yeah, her own things. Um, and so when the relationship ended and it moved on to a story about her doing her own things, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this kind of, it kind of came out of nowhere, not entirely, because we did see that she was into painting. But. Yeah. I mean, I think it was largely supposed to be kind of about her sort of finding herself a little bit and figuring out how yeah. she can, you know, enact her own happiness sort of in the wake of that. But I agree that the, the mm-hmm. end sort of comes on quick. It's like they break up and then it's like, oh, yeah. And then she started painting again. And then uh, now she's like a successful painter. Uh, whereas yeah. I would have... I would have liked if it was, uh, I don't know. She had a little bit more time to like, after she was alone and like having a hard time, then she like starts working toward like living for herself and figuring out how to, to be uh, alone again. And like, I don't know, finding join it in that way rather than it. I don't know. I think it just mm-hmm. ramps up really quickly after the breakup. Yeah. Uh, which I guess is, it's sort of like the emotional climax of the game. Uh, is like mm-hmm. that moment which actually i forgot to bring it up when it happened but the the part where uh it's just like her and krish like walking out next to each other and she starts like taking away and if you touch the screen then they get back close to each other but you can't move on until you just like let go of the screen for like a minute yeah, and just let it happen that was another really poignant one this is such a and big I, one because like you just can't was, do anything you, you have just to, have to wait you have to let go yeah ah. yeah it's just another one of those moments that was so good. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, I do agree. It really makes you realize how many of our like uh, metaphors for uh, like feeling emotion towards another person involve <laughs> like, like a description of what your hands are doing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like put the pieces back together. Uh, yeah, let go. Like, yeah, I mean, it's I guess certain <laughs> cliches. Uh, are are apt they exist for for reasons <laughs> yeah. i guess pretty much all cliches exist for reasons uh yeah sure <laughs> but but anyway yeah i mean i think um 
there 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 could have been many different ways for this uh game to end and a few of them i may have enjoyed more but i mean overall what a what a, mm-hmm. what a game yeah yeah i mean the the having to let go with your thumb one was another one that was really like like kind of like exciting for me as a mechanic in addition to being like mm-hmm. emotionally effective yeah. because i was just like like man it's only in a touch screen base video game like literally no other medium existing mm-hmm. uh can you like feel such a like uh piercing emotion from the movement of your thumbs yeah like or just such or a just, weird or the lack experience. thereof just literally not touching it yeah sure yeah 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 it's so weird oh it's good well was, was there any uh major stuff you still wanted to touch on or uh can we can we um let me think no no i think that was it um the, the only thing is i uh you know since we're such a of a, a voice in game design circles <laughs> i'm gonna go, <laughs> go ahead and, and say someone make another game like this please <laughs> uh yeah before before it we, was good yes absolutely uh and before before we wrap up all the way i i i there were a few like smaller uh little mechanical touches that i wanted to or i guess just little general touches that i want to talk about first of all shaking the polaroids to uh get the picture to show yeah. up <laughs> that one Great. was a little bit funny to me because like the way you shake a polaroid is so much different than the way sure. you right you like pinch it with two fingers yeah. and shake it and the problem with shaking a phone is it it seems it just has a little bit of a masturbatory wait did you you do it by shaking your phone what you do you can like uh touch the polaroid and like whip it around the screen and it'll like make it flap and show the image but although i'm i'm glad that you could do it with shaking your phone because that's even more like the real thing oh that's yeah, great but you don't i mean a phone's just so much more like heavy and you, you have can to like shake grip a phone it. in more than one way you could have been tilting your wrist you didn't have to do the up and down motion you did yeah, that sure. don't put that on the game not. you did that <laughs> um and then there's uh one more which is that uh in the in like the sort of meet cute scene where uh florence crashes on her bike and you have to like use those little sliders to bring the images in focus uh they they filter the music uh like in direct correlation to how in focus the 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 pictures are which uh um as a like music production nerd it was something that i was just like yes give me that good shit yeah and i I just i didn't notice i i gotta say it again there's i literally at one point uh in my notes i wrote like the music is really good and then another point later in the uh in my notes i just wrote fuck man this music (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i really really like the music i i want to oh, man this i music. want it to exist on itunes or spotify so i can like i feel like it'd be very good music to work to just like uh, this instrumental music that's very beautiful and mm, make me feel good or sad <laughs> the sad parts yeah do, do you like to to oscillate between feeling good and sad when you work i often do or like <laughs> whether or not i like it another story but i often it do. just happens yeah that's fair yeah that's, the- that's fair work work often makes me feel sad too you know crazy there you go who would have thought <laughs> good eh, you know less <laughs> so uh <laughs> no, anyway uh with that uh do you want to do you want to let the people know what we're playing next week uh yes next week we're taking one of the like biggest week to week genre shifts <laughs> <laughs> that we have uh we're gonna play a game that is called raft it's a great um, name. it's Just by raft. 
very very straightforward. Uh, it's by Red Beat Interactive, the little studio, um, and it's a it's a game where you are stranded on a raft in the middle of the ocean, and it's kind of like a survival game. Um, uh, we're playing the Itchio build uh, apparently because the Itch build was so successful. They are currently in the works of turning it into a early access Steam game sometime this year. But we're gonna play the version that exists uh, currently on Itch. So yeah. that's what we're gonna Should do. Should be a good time. I feel like it, it'll be another case of like the card witch first draw, where like maybe we can play it now and then re- revisit, revisit it, it later when it gets released yeah. or something but uh but yeah um yeah make yeah. sure to also follow us on twitter at edgardcast and uh if yeah. you if you like uh, what you're hearing in the podcast you know retweet us or or, or something yeah and tell your friends we uh <laughs> you know we're not we're not a huge <laughs> or, podcast or comment we will comment back yeah that's true i will talk to you yeah. i will open twitter and talk I'll hit to you, you up in the dms <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that's a joke. You know? I won't. I won't. Or if you know, if you, I'll take. Here's a serious suggestion. If you have a suggestion for a game we should play, yeah, uh, tweet at us and we'll give it a look. Yeah, absolutely at EdgeGuardCast. Uh, and until next week, uh, goodbye. <laughs>